Welcome to another episode of One-on-One -on -one with Patrick. Yes, in this series, you'll hear me having conversations with guests, just like any of the millions of podcasts out there. But there's a twist to this one. Here, you get to be a fly on the wall in a one-on-one -on -one web design coaching session. I'm not speaking with industry experts, leaders, gurus, or influencers. I'm talking to people like you. People who are still in the very early stages of their web design business journey. People who have questions, concerns, struggles, or simply need some motivation. I hope you'll find it useful. Let's dive in with today's session. Can you hear me, Patrick? Hey, I can. Yeah. Can you hear me okay? All good, all good. So you're, so is it JD? Yes, that's right, yeah. I got my name from Japanese TV days. I used to be a TV celebrity sure. in Japan, so uh, they shortened my name to JD two letters. That's it, because Japanese kept misspelling it, you see? So it's very simple. This way it's impossible to misspell, right? And it stuck with me for many years, so that's it for, for everyone for a long time. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. You were, what, what kind of shows were you doing in Japan? A wide variety of shows. Um, uh, travel shows, uh, comedy shows, quiz shows, CNN, Tonight Show I did actually, reporting on various trends in Japan, uh, interviewing various, uh, not, not just TV celebrities, but also um, Shokunin-san, which means, uh, what do you call it? Um, uh, I forgot the English word now, Shokunin-san. Basically traditional uh, Japanese who, who made uh, Kanzashi, for example, you know, the last um, cooks in Japan and so on, the last traditionalists. Like, hmm. I don't know the word in English right now. Shokuninsan, anyway. <laughs> Craftsman, that's, that's it. Craftsman. Craftsman. Yes. Very cool. So huh. I did an interview with them. They told me everything they knew over 100 years. And uh, in one day, I was meant to do my best in making, for example, senbe, traditional Japanese cookies, or traditional Japanese wedding bands, or whatever came up. So that was a, quite a fun show. That's good. Cool. I did Baratitama, which is a, uh, it's in the world, Guinness Book of World Records for the longest running comedy show. So I was a regular on that show. So and then I had a number really? of my shows, of course, uh, created own shows and uh, also taught them how to speak English. So it was a very fun and entertaining show. So a few of those as well. So yeah, a lot of fun back in the day. <laughs> so what are you up to these days? Uh, well, one of my side projects is this web uh, transformers because the world's changed, right? Yes, the world has yeah. really changed and everyone's got to digitize. I'm doing what I love doing. I love building websites, right? I, I just enjoy that. I don't like the marketing part of it. So I'm going to outsource mm -hmm. that, but I love the actual <laughs> building part, right? But you have to do the marketing part to get new clients, right? right. So, but I want to set this up as a, a free running business. So it'll go on its own. So I will build the systems so it's scalable and then train other staff to run it for me while I sleep, basically. So that's the okay. idea with this, yeah. My main business is, uh, I've always been in tech and media, right? Always. So my main business is a tech startup where we develop apps for, um, well, one is for the Japanese market, um, others were global. So um, yeah, scalable apps, basically. So TV, mobile, web, it's all in the one right now. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. So uh, what do you, where are you currently at in your web design journey out let's start just with started just started in uh yeah. december actually it developed it was a funny way to develop because i was doing coaching so i was 
coaching youth entrepreneurs, how they can start their own businesses, how they can grow their business and so on. That was my gig. I love doing that. I love training people. I love coaching. Like you're doing a great thing yourself. That's why I admire your podcast. It's absolutely hats off to you because it's absolutely awesome. And I was doing something similar uh, for youth entrepreneurs. And then I decided to add a physical product to it, not just the advice, but a physical yeah. product, which was the website. And people wanted the website because it's tangible. And people, it's easier to, to depart you know, with your money for a tangible product as opposed to an intangible advice or service. So I decided, hey, what if I did this on its own? So I decided, okay, I'll set up a website. So I did that in a day. Put a website, tested the market, and see if there's any, you know, any biters out there. And uh, I looked around at different people's websites. Started with people I knew. And I go, I hope we got the beepers on because absolutely, I was like, wow, <laughs> what am I with the crap that I saw? I go, these guys are in desperate need of a transformation. So I said, okay, why, why don't I do it, right? So um, <laughs> Corona changed everything. I said, okay, I've got a bit of time now to do it. So. I thought I'd uh, start with that, and uh, they were blown away. Then I did another one. They were blown away. I go, okay, this has got legs, so got into it. <laughs> that's the brief Sweet. story. And this was just in December. Obviously, January is pretty much a dead month. You know, people are, you know, got holidays and away and that sort of thing, or not really away, but you know what I mean, Christmas mm -hmm. mode. So I expected that to be a slow month. But as of yesterday, the 1st of February, or a couple of days ago, um, I started to get back on full time. So... I'm now training two of my virtual assistants to um, to bring in new clients, and um, I'm looking at other ways to source new uh, business as well. So I can just focus on actually doing it because that's what I love doing. Right? Building the websites. Building it, yeah, just the creative side. I love creativity. So, uh, yeah. and I have the business knowledge to be able to immediately judge what that particular small business, you know, what they should be doing, what they want to, uh, what their goals are, basically, right? So um, that's where that business acumen combined with the web and TV, all this knowledge can be bundled into one. So I'm not just like a web developer with no business knowledge or no other knowledge of other areas. So that's one of the value adds, I guess. Yeah. But I'm not Very an expert, nice. right? Yeah. That's what I'm talking to you. There's a lot of questions I've come up with and uh, yeah. I thought, okay, you know your shit well. So I thought I'd ask you as well. <laughs> Well, I think that's a perfect segue. So why don't, uh, what, how could I help you? What do you, what do you need help with? Uh, okay. Well, I guess there's a few tech related questions, but before we, go on the, before we go on to the tech ones, I guess we could start with sourcing new business, right? Yeah. Because that's the most important. Without that, uh, you know, you've got no one to build websites for. So instead of doing the other way around, we can go to the tech questions a little bit later. I was curious as to ways how you source, um, because first of all, I started stage one through friends and acquaintances. They got the word out and everyone should know someone or a few people that need a website transformed, right? I'm doing from a, a two or three star out of five webs, uh, star website into a five star website, right? Um, but now I've started as of this month getting into people I don't know. And that's a different ball game altogether. You're then approaching anonymous people, which can be seen as spam, and so on, and they're probably getting bombarded by others from India and Pakistan. So, you know, how to get around, how to, how to break through that jungle of spam, basically, is my next challenge. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so you mentioned that you were hiring some virtual assistants to do outreach for you, is that correct? Well, I've, I'm already using my current virtual assistants, 
So I've got yeah. two um, who did some work and uh, they're able to you know, look into that. So they're not specialists in this field, but you know, they do this stuff. All virtual assistants do stuff like this. So I'll start with them and then I'll look out for, to hire a specialist in marketing who can deal with the funnels and so on. Right? But yeah. for now, what I'm asking them to do in a non-professional way, really, I guess, is just to get the word out to as many companies or businesses that could need a web, their website transformed, right? And then we'll expand from there into, so like what? I said before, getting a, a professional marketing person who is used to dealing with funnels and so on, yeah. So what's the criteria you've given them for who would qualify as a, as a good lead? Uh, anyone that has a two or three star out of five website or less. Okay. Right? And how would, you, how would you define a two or three star website? Okay. Well, I can judge very quickly. So I've put together a sample right. of websites. I say these are, these are a few examples of one star, two star, up to five star. So anything that's looking five, four star, five star, forget about it. They're good enough as they are. There's no need. Mm -hmm. They don't need us. But anyone that's got a one or two star, they need us big time. Three star, that's borderline. So I'll judge that, right? If it's uh, 3.5 or three, and I can make the judgment call within, you know, seconds basically, right? And they'll get to be able to do that as well. So they just simply scrape, okay. web, you know, websites, email addresses. We send out the email. But like I said, you're, you're battling in a jungle of spam. So, you know. Yeah. So yeah. What, what do you, did you, have you given them a template for outreach? So when they find one of these two or three star yeah, sites, what do they do? Yeah, I to come up with their own thoughts at first, like where they would source. I've got my yeah. way, so they've come up with a few, and I'll give them the mine as of a couple of days ago as well. So there's certain gold nuggets of sources where to source, like you know, yellow pages type of database, and they can then you know go through sector by sector, city by city, looking through uh, websites that are pretty ugly. They will then pass on that to me, and we would contact them by email uh, initially. Okay. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Obviously, the that's the simplest way and probably yeah. the least effective way. But the most effective way is on the other end of the spectrum where I would take the risk and actually build a mock-up website for them. Yes. Right? And the most productive way to do that is I would take a sector at a time. For example, camping grounds. I looked at this last week. Absolutely crap websites. Nine out of 10 were absolute disaster. So I go, mm -hmm. okay, these guys are in desperate need of a, you know, a, a really nice website. So I could build one basic template for them and tweak it a little bit for each uh, pick 10 that I would go for, for example. I say, look, I built a website, maybe shoot it on Loom and do a bit of a walkthrough, you know, a 30 second video and people are more likely to look at a video, especially if it's customized for them. So that's what, that's on the other side of the spectrum, right? That's a lot more time intensive, of course, but I'll give it a shot and we'll see. We'll look at the numbers and if it works out, if it's productive, effective, then that can be streamlined as well. Right. So my goal now is to build yeah. the systems and streamline it all so that I can scale it down the track and outsource it to others. So what's the question then? <laughs> the question is, what have you done? You've been at it longer than I have. This uh, is just so there must be better ways to, for example, the sourcing. Uh, so where's the, the best um, sites to source these contacts from? That's one way. Best marketing methods or anything that's worked for you is you, you learn through doing stuff and mm -hmm. to save my learning curve, Maybe you've gone through some learning curves, which will save me a time, and I would be appreciative of. So, the, I, when I first started out, I was definitely playing the long-term game. Mm -hmm. uh, I focused a lot of my time and energy on SEO, yep. improving 
my uh, Google rankings for very specific keywords. Yep. I really wanted to have leads coming into me automatically yep. inbound. That's right. But that takes time and investment mm -hmm. and patience. Um, so that's you, when you say it takes time. How long did it take you from the moment you start putting in the key uh, keywords for SEO and so on? How long did it take to get people to approach you? A month? Uh, probably Three? no, two years. Oh, really? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. When I when I say I played the long term game, I played the long term game. Now it doesn't mean I didn't. Uh, use other channels for sourcing clients because yeah, sure. I needed clients from the beginning. But what I did is I built my business on the side while I already had a job. Sure. Because then I didn't have the pressure of constantly yeah. needing to get new clients, new clients, new clients. Sure. And the other additional thing I did was that I made sure that every client I acquired, mm -hmm. I was continuing to receive passive income from them via uh, hosting and maintenance. Yeah. Yep. There's so many web designers who miss out on that crucial source of revenue because yep. what that does is every new new website you build, yeah, I get it. You're, you're, you're building your, your uh, re uh, automatic so, revenue each month. So yeah, you, it, it means you need less clients, yeah, each month. Yes. So after you know two years, I got to the point where I had enough of them that I could quit my job and pursue it yep. uh, full time without worrying about if I don't get a client this month, am I going to be able to pay the bills? Yeah. But yeah, it took it took about two years. So, so in this day and age, you still think that it will take a year or more to be effective with SEO and uh, keywords and even Google Ads, for example. I would I would have said months, but I don't know, right? I haven't been there, done that. So it's so competitive, and, yep. and um, Google's constantly changing their their algorithms to prioritize. Uh, I mean eventually honestly a few years from now it's going to get google's slowly getting to the point where they're just they're taking they're basically stealing people's content and putting it directly within their 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 search browser okay. um and and they're slowly making it a, a pay-to-play system the way the same way facebook did and, and what they did with instagram you know where they allow you to join for free you build up all these followers and subscribers and then one day they say yeah we're only going to show your posts to 10 percent of your audience Mm -hmm. So what you're seeing now when you search Google is, you know, they always had Google ads, yep. but now they have, instead of one or two at the top, they have five or six. Yep. And then you start seeing the organic results. Mm -hmm. Actually, there was a great example. I searched for something the other day. I forget what it was, but there was five ads. Then there was three map locations. Then there was uh, two featured snippets. And then it was the organic results. <laughs> yeah. The featured snippet is literally then pulling content from your site and just displaying it directly in Google so that people don't even have to click. Yeah. yeah. So you have these fights now where like Google in Australia, I think it was, uh, the government was trying to tell no, no, Google. No, it's like, happening now. They're threatening yeah. Australian government that they will, you know, uh, move out. But so they're yeah, fighting. Like, yeah. And you can't really blame them because Google, Google is just straight up stealing people's content to answer yeah. their users' questions. It's a better experience. Yeah, it's yeah. a better experience, but you're stealing the hard work that people put into making a good content. Um, so you believe in Google that's going to happen more over the next way. few years. So you don't believe Google AdWords is an effective way? <sighs> it, it can definitely be effective, but it, it's Google AdWords is its own uh, beast. It takes a great sure. deal amount of time and financial investment. Yeah. Tons of tweaking, modifying, um, okay. and patience because yeah. Google Ads I is extremely expensive. You're, you're talking about 
paying for web design, you're talking mm -hmm. about paying $30 a click. Wow. $30 just for somebody to click your ad, not, not for the acquiring the actual lead. Right. So you have to be really good at wow. your ad copy, your right. landing page copy. Yeah, your, let's drop that idea. <laughs> yeah, you're idea. just like, right. Usually <laughs> all I have to say is $30 a click and people yeah. are like, yeah, no. Yeah, let's move um, on. So I, I like your system. Uh, but like you said, the challenge is how do you stand out from yeah. these millions of spammers? I get mm -hmm. dozens of emails every day of these crappy web designers trying to pitch me their services. Mm -hmm. I'm a web designer. Yeah, that yeah. shows how they don't yeah. even do their research. It's just, I, I get it too. I get it too. Yeah. That's why I know. The, I can, it's, you know. It's a meme at this point. So when I was first starting out, I tried to be different in the sense that I would build a homepage for them. I would mm -hmm. already do, I'd show the whole, home, I, I would go through Google maps yeah. and to a similar system. I think you said yellow pages you, yeah. you use, and I would just go through and look at the websites for all these mm -hmm. local businesses mm -hmm. and restaurants. Mm -hmm. And whoever had a really crappy one, I would just take it, pull the content from the homepage mm -hmm. and yeah. redesign it for them. And I'd say, Hey, this is what I did already. The homepage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Does this interest you? Yeah. And even if you only get 20%, 25% of them to buy, the the revenue to yeah. the hourly revenue uh, rate is is fantastic. And That's you, what and I was curious about because I, I tried that as well. And I'll tell you a funny story in a second. But what I was curious about is the the the, the return on investment. In other words, what yeah. percentage? You mentioned that twenty five percent. Was it really like um, one out of four that actually said, "Okay, I'll buy the website that you built for me"? Only once I got better at, at the system. Once mm -hmm. I got into a flow, once I started yep. seeing how people respond, what their concerns are, like you learn as you go, like anything else. Mm -hmm. In the beginning, it was legit probably five, 10% would actually buy yeah. it. But I would have explained is... one out of 10, but I, I, I've only done it for uh, two yeah. of the moment like that. Uh, but there are people I knew. So it's very different if you know them, especially if you don't know them. So that's mm -hmm. why I decided to take the risk. Um, what I did for them is I, I asked them, hey, you know, I looked at your website, it looks pretty ordinary. Uh, do you want me to transform for you? I said, yeah, well, we, we, well, I guess we do need a new website and uh, we'll get back to you tomorrow. So in the meantime, I did it for them already. So without them paying a cent or even coming back saying, yeah, we want to get it done, here it is for you. And they were like, wow, blown away. How in the hell did you get this done, right? So I did that again for someone else, right? They're blown away. But again, these are people I know, so I could take the risk. To do that to anonymous people, I'm guessing, and I'm, I'm saying, totally guessing, one out of 10 Possibly, we come back and say, okay, you've done the work, I'll buy it off you. But I don't know, maybe it could be five out of 10 or three out of 10. So that's one thing I was curious about, whether it's worth the time and investment to go out and go out of the way and build it for these um, companies that you don't know. Yeah, so in like anything else, in the beginning, it will be a struggle. Um, but there's a couple of other benefits to this. The first one being when you're first starting out, you you need to practice and improve your skills and get better at building websites. Um, and how do you do that? Most, most web designers that are starting out, they don't have the um, motivation and incentive to just sit down at their computer every night and just build a website for some random, just practice for a yeah. website they've never heard of. Um, I've actually suggested to be, I've actually given assignments to people. Like here's a, I made up a brand and logo and say, build a website for this. Yeah. Here's their like a paragraph about who they are, do it. Um, and they love it because then they have specific uh, requests, specific goals to follow. Mm -hmm. what, what, what is a better way to get solid practice in and also have the potential to get paid for it? Yeah. And 
a huge aspect of web design is sales. You have to get yep. comfortable with sales and learning mm -hmm. who your ideal client is, who you don't want to work with, because yep. that's just as important as learning who the clients you want to work with. Yep. You need to learn which ones you need to run away from. Mm -hmm. And you'll get you'll learn very quickly. You'll be able to see just from looking at a Google Maps business listing and be like, that person, no matter what I do, won't be interested in, in a website and save your time and you move on. Mm -hmm. Like for example, restaurants. Yep. You need to know what kind of category of restaurants are willing to put in an investment for a pro proper website. If you're just going to, yep. for example, like local takeout, like a Chinese restaurant locally, no, they don't no. care about a website. No. No, one, no one goes to a website to order Chinese food. They're, they're just, you know, they, it's in their neighborhood Chinese restaurant. Yep. Like they don't, they don't care. And that's yep. fine. That's their business model. But if you're looking at like higher end restaurants where yep. people, they know that people are searching online for really like premium meals for their Friday, Saturday night, date night, yep. they need to have an awesome presentation yep. and show their whole menu. And, no, I totally agree. Everything. Like with restaurants, I did that again yesterday, looking through, for example, Yellow Pages thoughts. And in certain countries, like let's take Australia, for example, the vast majority had good websites. So seven or eight out of 10 had good ones. So it, was, it wasn't very effective. But take another country, like even Czech Republic, for example, it was the, it was the reverse. Seven, seven out of 10 needed a website, it was ugly. And this is like a, a restaurant with a certain standard like you were mentioning, right? So you can judge that pretty easily at a restaurant. Then you look at accountants, lawyers, and so on. A service such as a lawyer or an accountant trying to sell their financial services and having a, a totally insanely ugly website is totally unprofessional. Mm -hmm. It's a no-brainer. And with like a couple hours of you know their fees that they would normally charge, it makes sense, right? So. There's certain sectors or categories where it makes a lot more sense economically, effectively to approach. Uh, so I totally agree with what you're saying. But the question is, I'll go through this learning curve myself over the next month or two. But if you've done that before, what were the what were the numbers like? You know, how effective was it? And did you find it different in certain sectors or certain cities? Or where did you see the differences in terms of those that said, yes, I will, I want a website transformed? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I was kind of saying, it's it's learning as you go. Like when I when I first started, I was like, well, what restaurant wouldn't want a, a great website? Everything's like, you know, everyone's looking up Googling types of food in their area. Mm -hmm. But that's when I started to learn. Well, no, it's only certain niches of restaurants. Some some don't rely on their website at all. They don't need it. And especially now with like Uber Eats yeah. and, um, you know, all, all the takeout that's just coming to them, mm -hmm. it's almost it's not nearly as important actually yeah. for restaurants to have their own website. It's all listed within someone right. else's platform. Yep. So things are constantly evolving. You have to be on yep. top of those things. Mm -hmm. Lawyers is a perfect one because a, they make great money. Mm -hmm. Most lawyers anyway, unless they're doing like yeah. pro bono, like, you know, unless they're <laughs> a good lawyer and they're trying, and they're trying to change the world. <laughs> There's not many of those. <laughs> um, they, you, you know, they're not going to be, uh, too cheap and you know like you said they have to have a professional presentation yeah. to, like they're a, they're a lawyer so yeah. they're a great one to reach out to um, but yeah like I mentioned before it's it's just part of the process in the beginning you will just get like one out of ten but as you start to get more practice see how people are responding to it figuring out what types of niches uh, respond more to others trying to get into the head of who your lead is, who your client is, what are their needs? Why, why, if you were them, why should they buy this from you? Why, yeah. why would they need it? Why yeah. is it so important? And then, and, and working backwards from that. Yeah. On that point there, you said get in their heads. 
That's what I always try to imagine when I'm sending these emails, for example. So from their point of view, oh my God, another email, spam, crap, whatever, right? I'm the same. If I don't recognize the person, I won't even open it. I won't even look at it. It's invisible. So that's now on the other end of this, the, the, the table, right? Where I'm the one sending the email and I want them to open my email. So if you've got any you know, tips and tricks on how to best get through that, you know, that jungle, that would be awesome because, or maybe email them is not a, is not a, uh, the best, uh, the best way to go around doing this, go about doing this. Um, you're absolutely right. And that's exactly why I have something to show them every time I send them an email, I okay. build them a homepage. Yeah. I literally will put in the headline. I'll find out their personal name, yeah. not just, yeah. Hey, insert business name here. <laughs> I'll find out who owns it. I'll yeah. do research online. I'll find their personal name. Maybe it's on LinkedIn. Right. And in the headline, I'll be like, Hey Jason, I built you a new website. Okay. Like, like, how do you not click on that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then in the, it's don't write a whole thing where paragraphs of stuff, all the stuff you don't just like, explain exactly what you did. Like I'm looking to get new clients. I know you get tons of these emails all the time. So I put the work in already. Here's a link to the homepage. Let me know what you think. So you actually put a link to the homepage. Did you, you didn't do a, a every time. Blue? No? Okay. Nope. I put it, I put an actual link so that they can see it on their phones or on their laptop, whatever device they're using. And they can see a live version of their, their, new site that they, if they choose mm -hmm. to go forward with it and you immediately show that you have the skills people mm -hmm. talk 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 they're like yeah, i can do this yeah. i can do that and then yeah. you, and there's no believing. trust yeah there's yeah. no trust in the web design yeah. industry it's almost a joke okay. at this point so that is a good way and that's why i've done it again i'm on two examples though but um again for them to open the email you may have built a great website if they don't open that email based on the, the, the you know, the, the subject name, then you've built the website for nothing, right? And yeah. they won't even know. Like, well, no, no, not for nothing. You still get value in the practice that you got building that. Sure. And, and, what, and what you can do to, re you'll, get, you'll find you'll start building systems and processes into your web yeah. design. So if you decide I'm only going to go after lawyers for the mm. next month or two, yeah. Yeah. you can start building out templates specifically yeah, designed for lawyers exactly, exactly. and that yeah. and that will yeah. cut down on the amount of time exactly. it takes to do these previews and your yeah. roi will go up so it's not for yeah. nothing obviously you want them to buy but yeah. it's not a it's not a complete waste of time mm, and yeah. it and that is the that is the rub you have to invest the time up front yeah. to convince most of these people sure it's one thing i was considering is that actually month by month take a different sector whereas now i'm doing it day by day so today send out to yeah, you know, real estate agents, for example, tomorrow salons or whatever. Right. But, um, you know, it, ha it is in the back of my mind. I haven't done it yet to just focus one month, one sector, because just like you said, you can then really get in and build the template, but that comes Eesh. back to the question of how effective it was. So I was curious as to how effective it was for you. And if you get one out of 10 or three out of 10, who actually buys the website, then you're actually spending, you know, your time on the stuff that you love doing, which is building the website and not actually the marketing side of things, right? So that's the other advantage. So- um, And you niche down, yeah. I, yeah. I always tell people, pick a niche from the beginning and there's lots of web designers. They'll, go, they'll start from the beginning and be like, I'm only going to build websites for dentists. Yeah. My whole business will be focused on building websites for dentists. Mm. Um, and that niches down, that easy, makes it easier for you to rank for specific keywords. Yeah. For example, dentists that are looking to have websites mm. made. 
and you get to know your market better, your industry better, your ideal client, and you your sales improve, your sales copy improves. Like instead of trying to be everything to everyone. Yeah. On that point where you said niche it down, my niche is simply transforming websites. So I don't build websites. I don't just do websites. We transform them. So they have to fit in, have to tick certain boxes, which is, I mentioned before, one, two, maybe three star to five. If they're less than three star, we will transform your website from crap to beautiful. Um, So that's the niche at the moment. The niche you mentioned before was sector niche or category niche. That's something I haven't really uh, focused on. Like if you say you do this month will be dentists, next month you do lawyers or whatever it may be, you still, you won't rank higher because the same website, like webtransformers.net, right, will still, you know, offer its niche in terms of transforming websites, but not being a specialist in a certain sector. For that month, maybe, right? Or are you referring to having a separate, like, .net slash dentist, .net slash, um, you know, lawyer or whatever? Is that one way you'd try to um, get higher rankings by having a, a sub, you know? Right. So... There's this kind of two different channels we're talking about here. There's the outreach and then there's mm-hmm. the SEO. Yep. Um, for SEO, it's definitely beneficial to niche down. And I do personally have uh, separate landing pages based okay. on the industry. But okay. I, I could only do that once I had a, a large enough portfolio mm-hmm. to represent that industry. Because right. I can't just put up a landing page for you know websites for True. dentists, True. never having built a website for yeah. dentists. No, no yeah. one's gonna. Exactly. It's disingenuous, and no one's gonna yeah. buy from that. So I only do it once I notice I've had okay. Well, I have like five or six from this mm-hmm. niche. I can put together a full dedicated landing page and use sales copy and messaging that attracts that specific type of niche and that mm-hmm. buyer. Because dentists will think different from lawyers, from yeah. restaurant owners, from sure. carpenters. They're different people. They're different industries with different needs. So absolutely, that's viable. But even if you're just skipping the SEO stuff and you're doing just cold outreach, mm-hmm. like you said, instead of switching day to day with different niches, go a full month and go in on everything about that industry and really get to know it and learn it. And you might find that after a few months, you're like, wow, this industry really doesn't pay off that well. I only convert like 20%, whereas this one, I get 40%. Yeah. So I'm going to focus most of my time on this one. Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, these are either I'm, I'm just better at selling to these people or they have uh, specific needs that I can meet. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, week by week or month by month, um, what would be the difference? You could do, I mean, one difference, obviously, you'll know the industry better if you take the full month. I feel like a week uh, isn't quite long enough. Yeah. I think a month would be... Yeah, so I would say just if tell your assistants in, to only focus. Category, if you're stuck in a category for one month, which is not very effective, you're losing a lot of time. That's the only reason that I would see doing that's, week that's, by week. That's the game. That's the patience. <laughs> that's <what I laughs> that's the challenge, really. Because if you, because I feel like if you only give it seven days, you're not really going to invest the time necessary to really get to know it. You might like, what if you put in the the seven days, you're like, oh, this isn't really working, but all you had to do is stick around for another seven days. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have worked. Yeah. There's this really great illustration of, uh, that I always go back to. It's, um, basically it's a guy who's digging in a cave mm-hmm. and he's digging for diamonds and you see yeah. the, 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 you see his tunnel yeah. that he's digging and the diamonds yeah. are just on the other side. Yeah. 
just on the other side. And he gives up and he turns around, but the guy on the bottom kept digging. He, all he had to do was swing a couple more times and it was right there. That is the perfect metaphor for being, for starting a business, for getting yeah, clients. Uh, true, true. The other end of the argument is uh, inter uh, weekly sprints. And in my tech business, we do weekly sprints. But that doesn't mean you cannot extend that weekly sprint times four for the whole month. Right, exactly. to get deeper. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, any other effective ways before we get on to tech questions? Any other ways and means that were proven effective um, in terms of getting new clients on board? No, I think I think we covered that pretty well. Let's yeah, get okay. to the let's get to the techie stuff. Okay. So one of my tech questions would be: I started with uh, Squarespace because I had my own sites on Squarespace, and then I moved on to GoDaddy because it's got other benefits that Squarespace doesn't have. Obviously, I could have started with WordPress, but the fact is that I already had a, a site on Squarespace, my profile, so I started there. And so now I've got two platforms which I use to build sites for other clients. However, if I build a site on GoDaddy or Squarespace, they cannot take that website and host it somewhere else, which is a big problem. So my question to you is, is there a way around that? And if not, do I have to? use a third platform, say WordPress, which is, you know, 80% of the world uses WordPress, which is more flexible in a way so they can plug it into any hosting, you know, preference that they may have. So, so I guess the question is, what are the pros and cons of those three different platforms? GoDaddy, uh, Squarespace, and WordPress. Right. So there's most website builders uh, other than WordPress are exactly like you just said. They are their own self-contained ecosystem. So mm -hmm. if at any point you wanted to export your website and transfer it somewhere else, mm -hmm. you can't. Uh, that's <laughs> no a major that, drawback. Huh? There's no way around it, except sure. I will say I did come across, I actually had a company reach out to me, a hosting company. They they claim they've built a, an AI, everything's AI these days, but it's just kind of a marketing term. But they, they've built a tool that can automatically import, export a Weebly website and re-import it into WordPress without you having to change anything. So I'm actually in the middle of reviewing that and testing it out for right. them. Um, so I'll be talking about that soon. But up until this, I've seen nothing. In fact, when I moved all my clients from Weebly to WordPress, I had to rebuild every yeah, single site yeah. into that. WordPress. Yeah. So it is a drawback with website builders, but you have to think about your ideal client. The reason why I, there's two reasons, major reasons why I started with Weebly. One, I was still learning web design and Weebly was, is one of the easiest website builders to use. Mm -hmm. Second, my ideal client, small business owners, were people that were looking for affordable websites and then a website that they could manage on their own afterwards and make mm -hmm. little text changes or photo changes fairly easily. Yep. WordPress is not like that. It's not that simple, but Weebly is. Yep. So if that's the ideal, my ideal client, then that's the right tool to use. Mm -hmm. Whatever is best for the client is the best tool to use. Yeah, yeah. WordPress. <laughs> what's that? but you have different types of clients. So therefore you can't cover all platforms. You've got to choose, you know, one, two or three. Focus sure. On. So at some point I decided with Weebly, the cons were outweighing the pros and mm -hmm. I had evolved my web design skills mm -hmm. after a few, a couple of years of using it to a point where I was ready to progress to something else, to WordPress to the yep. next level and, and yeah, change my ideal client. Mm -hmm. um, so, and I did do that. So, but when you're starting out, you, when I say niche down, that is what I mean by niche down because I specifically look for small business owners who are looking for affordable options. And when I say affordable, I'm talking like three to $500. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. uh, and, th and then, yeah. 
and then we're able to do it because uh, don't forget people you got to remember the passive income afterwards mm-hmm. that's the key okay gotcha so yeah. i don't so you're, you're basically subsidizing web design you know like when people buy a, no, a smartphone no, yeah they're not yeah Almost yeah. nobody pays a thousand bucks up front for their phone anymore. Charge they charge for your ongoing, um, well, hosting slash uh, editing um, offer. So I, I'm uh, sure it's a yearly. Monthly. Well, I offer monthly. the annually too if they prefer, but most people prefer monthly. Uh, the problem I see on that is that what if they don't feel they need to update the website every month? So they feel like, okay, I'm wasting money every month where, you know, I need it once a year. Now, I'm sure you get clients like that, right? So... Yeah, so sorry, I got a, a spider hanging right yeah, here. Yeah, I thought I wasn't sure if it was where it was coming from. Did Why you see that? Was, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> the perils of doing this the outside. Spider yeah. spreading web. There you go. The whole twist on rapid web launch. Uh, <laughs> web launch. Yes. <laughs> what was the question again? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, what was the client's. Um, uh, what was it? This is great, great content. <laughs> We're talking about GoDaddy, Squarespace, and um, um, oh, the hang on, gosh, niche, ideal client, website builders. If I leave this in, people are going to be listening and be like, "You were talking about this, you moron!" <laughs> oh, because of the spider on the screen. <laughs> yeah. See how all it took was three seconds of distraction. I've yep. lost my train yep. of thought. That's right. It happens. Um, uh, okay. Oh, pricing, pricing, pricing. We were talking about the oh, monthly yeah, the, pricing the monthly and convincing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, you have to convince them that it's not just about, even if they don't need it to do their own edits, mm-hmm. you have to convince them that, of the value that's in it because there's more mm-hmm. than just doing the edits, mm-hmm. right? If they're having them be able to have, have the ability to do the edits. Mm-hmm. There's high-performance hosting. And I say high performance because most people cheap out on hosting and they go to Bluehost for like three bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Their website gets stuffed on a server with tens of thousands of other websites yeah. that are all fighting for resources and it loads yeah. terribly. I know. Your website loads terribly. People won't stick around. You get punished by Google. It's a huge yeah. factor that people do not think mm-hmm. about. Maintenance, yeah. uh, keeping your plugins up to date, keeping your WordPress or your platform up to date, making sure it's secure mm-hmm. from attacks, from hackers. People get their websites hacked all the time because they have passwords that are easy to hack and they don't have proper protection. Um, so all of these things, this list of maintenance, because once a website's launched, it needs to be kept up to date and maintained. Yeah. That is all included in that service. So you bundle that like into the host, right? Yeah, it's yeah. hosting and maintenance. Yeah, and then I, I have, have a separate month. package for. Uh, I charge thirty nine dollars a month for that now. Forty dollars a month, yeah, roughly. Yeah. Yeah, when I started. Hosting when I started, it was, yeah. yeah, sorry. When I started, it was $29 a month, 30. Okay. So basically for hosting, they'll probably get on GoDaddy for 10 to $20. Squarespace, I think, charges $20 just hosting, right? So there's an extra $10, $20 for your, um, you know. Uh, yeah, if you go to GoDaddy and get hosting, they won't even include SSL, the, the certificate sure, sure. for free. Like no, they no, can I get pay, the value. They can pay for yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, I get the value and I get your the passive income you can generate from that. It makes sense if it's, you know, you because you're, clients. you're meeting a need. There's so many small business owners that know they need a good website, but can't afford mm. it. They don't have the upfront cash. Mm. They don't have the cash to spend, to drop a thousand, fifteen hundred dollars on a, a good website. So mm. you're giving them basically an option to, to kind of subsidize it over time. Like, mm. like it's basically yeah. like a payment plan. And yeah. most people are happy to do that because they don't have to 
drop $1,500 on a guy that they don't know they're going to get results from right away. Well, our results are done in one week. So in one week, they'll, they'll get the, they'll get to uh, not only see the results, but use them. So uh, total transformation yeah. in one week. That's what we awesome. uh, offer. One price, one transformation, one week done. Perfect. So we have, uh, I have about five more minutes before I have to get on another call. Okay, so one no, quick time question on this last point with the yeah. GoDaddy and Squarespace, for example. So let's say I'm using that platform, GoDaddy or Squarespace, and I want to show the client the website like we were talking about before. You cannot have an anonymous URL. It's going to hang off a GoDaddy or a Squarespace URL, right? So the only way to get around that is shooting a video on Loom and taking them through the website without showing them the URL, in which case you're not actually giving them the website to play with like you were mentioning before. So mm -hmm. what do you think about that? Why don't you want them to see the URL? Oh, so basically, uh, I'm not saying I don't want them to see it, but if you show them a GoDaddy URL or a Squarespace URL, um, I guess they're going to feel locked into that, which, well, I guess they are, right, aren't they? Um, but they don't have to be, right? So, um, mm. yeah, because I could build a website on another platform, but it's just an example, right, if I'm showing them, uh, so that for me, it's easy to build on those platforms. So I would love to show them this is what your site would look like. But who knows? They may not want to be tied into a Squarespace or GoDaddy, right? So, But your average person isn't going to know the difference between any of those. They won't even know that WordPress is, is the most versatile and you can, mm -hmm. you can move your WordPress site to different hosts. Mm -hmm. Like Again, like it comes down to what are the needs of your clients? So if you have clients that are mainly like enterprise level clients, high end, mm -hmm. then yeah, that's definitely a consideration because uh, they're going to want more access to like servers, the back end, like they'll, they'll, they'll have more demands, but yeah. for the average small business owner, mm -hmm. they won't care. Uh, yeah. And if they want to transfer away from you, they could always just go to Squarespace's standard hosting. Mm -hmm. And you can be like, okay, you like, you don't want to be with me anymore. That's okay. Uh, so here's the option. I can transfer you to this company. They'll mm -hmm. host your website for you. And that's the price they charge. Which is what, sorry? I wasn't sure what you meant by that. I don't know. I actually don't know what Squarespace charges for their hosting. Uh, I think it's $20 fixed fee. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't, the only downside to Squarespace is as far as I know, and the last time I checked, they don't have a special dedicated platform for designers where they can resell the hosting. Uh, no, Correct? I think GoDaddy does that. I don't think Squarespace does. You're right. Yeah. And that's what I, I don't like that about Squarespace at all yeah. because what I that's I one of the things I loved about Weebly is it's you mm. know their standard hosting was twenty twenty five dollars a month but if you were an actual if you're a web designer building websites on their platform yeah. uh, they would you could sell the the same service for eight dollars a month or you would pay eight dollars a month and then you can collect yeah. the twenty twenty five dollars a month and make yeah. profit. I think it's what GoDaddy does, isn't it? I don't know if you've used GoDaddy before. I stay far away from GoDaddy. I don't like Why? GoDaddy at all. Like uh, they're, one, they're one of the they're all one of the worst uh, hosting companies in the world. Really? They're just a monster, a monstrosity. Their Why is that? customer their customer service is brutal. They have mm -hmm. they constantly try to lock you into things with automatic mm -hmm. auto pay every year. Right. So you get emails like, "Hey, you got trip billed for this again," and they, and they make yep. it extremely difficult to transfer domains away from them. It's, sure. it's to me it there. I just think they're one of the worst companies to deal with, but mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't like the, the customer service in terms of the language. Uh, well, you're speaking with people who don't speak native English, right? That's so huge. And it's out. obvious, it's brutal. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. I, I don't, they're like just too big. World renowned uh, company, world renowned, you know, uh, 
domain reseller. So everyone knows the name pretty much. So branding, very smart marketing. Branding, yep. exactly, exactly. So um, and the, the one of the advantages, but everything is pros and cons. The, one of the pros is that they've built in uh, stock picks for free, right? So you don't have to actually go to another service uh, to buy uh, awesome, you know, photographs. And that's something that Squarespace does not have. So GoDaddy is oh, okay. built that in, which is absolutely awesome. All in the all in the one spot, right? What, so what's the name of what's the name of the the tool or the resource they use? Oh, they don't have the name. It's just built into the built into their uh, platform. So okay, you may want to check that because it's likely it's it's very likely they're actually pulling from a resource that's free anyway. It may be, maybe, but yeah. it just makes things easier anyway. You don't have to use sure. platform. Yeah, that's a good feature. Again, the question was, um, you know, to show a client, uh, I would use Loom to shoot a video, which takes mm-hmm. a bit more time, I guess. But you'll suggest we just send them the link. Just send them the link. Keep it simple. Yeah. And a video, the video still leaves a little bit of doubt. They're like, I don't know where this, how he made this video. Yeah, I don't know, like a, a live <laughs> link is like, yeah, you, especially these days where you could fake videos so much, like yeah. people don't know what to believe anymore. But if you send them yeah. a live link, mm-hmm. it, it looks like their website's already done. It's mm-hmm. it's the most yeah. effective way I could sell some somebody on a cold sale on a first email when they don't know me. What about a mock-up, a, a level down where it's not a live link? It's actually a mock-up of said the you know the main page or maybe two pages or something like that. Same thing though. Then you then you're sending an image that can easily just be photoshopped or yeah, modified. Yeah. Like it's not. It doesn't have the same. If you say I built you a website already, here's the link. That's like what? It grabs yeah. people's attention. Yeah. And what you do is you use a link tracker. So you use like Bitly. It's free. Mm-hmm. Put yeah. the link into Bitly and then use that link and send it to them. Then yeah. you'll know if they clicked on it. Yeah, true. Because yeah. that's important. Because you, if you don't receive a reply, you have no idea if they opened the email at all yeah. Yeah. or if they opened it and clicked on it and just didn't yeah. answer. Like Knowing yeah. whether they actually clicked to see it, that's huge. And if you know they clicked it, reach out to them again in a week or two. Yeah. So I don't see an issue with for them seeing a GoDaddy or Squarespace uh, domain. I don't. No. I don't at all. I mean, my I still recommend... You don't use GoDaddy, yeah. (laughs) But that's everyone's got personal preferences, so that's just that's just mine. Uh, JD, I gotta I gotta get going. I have another call in ten minutes, but this was great. No, I like what Um, I look forward to seeing how your your business evolves and uh, how your skills, (laughs) web design skills, improve. And yeah, let's keep in touch. Where are you from, by the way? Where are you located? Australia, Prague, Japan. Try trilingual, try country. So I was born really? in the Republic, raised in Australia and Japan. Oh, cool. Yeah. I so thought you were Australian. Japanese websites, absolute disaster. They're back in the 90s. So, right. Uh, it's a whole Are you still in Japan? Life. Not now, not today. Uh, not okay. this year, not last year because of coronavirus. Normally I travel uh, there every month. But uh, since last year, March, it was all you know put off, obviously. So now we're stuck at home, working from home. That's oh, well. the life we live. I've been doing that for the last five years. <laughs> this isn't new for me. You had a team, you had an office to go to as well. You know, now we're yeah. all you know, in our little jails. But I'll let you go. You're, you're off to your next call. So thanks yep. for uh, speaking and uh, keep in touch. Yeah, no worries. Stay safe. Take care. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you'd like to have a free 30-minute one-on-one coaching session with me, and be the next guest on the podcast, just click the link in the description and submit your info. Keep up the good work.